going, Tony. Different octave. That was bad. That was so bad. I thought it was pretty good. Oh, no, no, it, it wasn't. wasn't. I called you out. I fat fingered. I fat fingered it. <laughs> Don't get Kelsey wow. going on the size of your thumb. Should we just start over? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> live. That's what happens live. Show's over, folks. Right. <laughs> so uh, right before that seamless and elegant beginning, Alana just said, "Is multitasking a thing?" Yes. <laughs> Oh my God! Yes, it's like I, having an explorer, Internet Explorer browser open with a bunch of tabs. Okay, oh, we've so, talked but, about your tab management. But my thing, my question was was not uh, on the surface is multitasking a thing. I feel like there's a myth about multitasking and about like is it actually effective? Yeah, multitasking but, exists. I know it exists that it exists for sure, but it doesn't. I don't. I'm. I see where you're coming from. Yeah. Can you actually multitask? Yeah. Can you do two things at once? Mm -hmm. And I say absolutely, hands down. No doubt about it, and I can prove it all to you guys with one example. Go ahead. Driving a car. Yeah, you but is your brain is your brain able to braking. focus on <laughs> both or all tasks equally? No. My brain allows me to drive and know every lyric to every song that comes on the radio. When We're pretty smart. When you're driving and somebody cuts you off and you have to both swerve the wheel and slam on the brakes, do you think that your brain goes through and says, okay, first swerve my wheel and now slam on my brakes? <laughs> I, I no. guess I mean um, differing tasks. Tasks that require separate like. Well, yeah, you, can, you can do laundry and clean the house and cook. That's multitasking. Yeah, but her point there is they're linear because <laughs> you can't cook while you're at the dishwasher yeah, things that require different like yeah, yeah thought mm -hmm. processes different parts of your brain well back to that idea on the whole code blocking yeah i think it's very hard on the brain so yeah. they have all these suggestions to yeah. do it so but that's yeah. not what you wanted to talk about that just well, so no, happened to be a good little nugget <laughs> i think that people who have really high productivity and i i know i'm one of them and i think you are too you absolutely have to multitask yeah. So I think it just becomes a question of how do you structure it and control it in a way that the work doesn't suffer. Mm -hmm. That's where you're really going. Can yeah. you do two things at once and have them both be done yes, well? Yes, exactly. That's what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah, it really depends guess, on the yes. person with that. Like, because I've seen old people who can multitask like amazing, who actually can multitask. Did you say old people? No, I said I know people who. I thought you said I've I, seen I, old people. I really people. thought he said old people. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it sounded like I've seen are, old people that can multitask. I have seen some old people Thanks, that can Tony. multitask. Yeah. We appreciate Like, that. we don't do there, anything. There are no old people here. Why are you apologizing? <laughs> We're all just young spring chickens. <laughs> Anywho. So, but yeah, I think it depends on the person. Yeah. You're being all philosophical. I know. Sorry. It's interesting. I no, like I it. I love it. Mm. Do you think about it because your job requires you to multitask so much now? Oh, Look at the eyes. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why she was asking. She gets like scared. It's like trauma flashing between. When we were talking about show topics and she was sending an email she didn't hear. Yeah, so that's why I that's was worried. That's why you asked. Yeah. I just followed your train of thought without you telling me. Yeah. Must be getting came to a crashing you. halt. Interesting. Yep. Um, so, well, here's what we said we wanted to talk about. Okay. Um, the first one was, have any of you guys ever worked with somebody who's like super sensitive? We've talked about crying at work, yes. but not sensitive. Oh, Kelsey's hand went straight up. Kelsey, share. Me. You. <laughs> I was going to say, I, gonna... I don't know what you're talking about. Really? <laughs> I can be really sensitive. I don't know But I don't think I take everything personally. You're so cute. Me. Really? I try to joke it off. That's a good way to say it, though. Sensitive, but not personal. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm very oh, into you my said feelings you, and emotions, you don't? but I don't think everybody that says something that upsets you means to do it to you on purpose. Uh, okay, I see. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. You take it with a grain of salt. But Tony says things sometimes that are like really shocking and surprising, and it might make <laughs> me be like, wow, damn. But I'm never like, wow, he's got a problem with me now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think there's <clears throat> interpersonal conversations. Like, the first thing that came to mind, this is why I know Tony's not very sensitive, is when you were just ragging his ass about your laptop that he sat on. Nope, it wasn't her laptop. He has stepped on my Switch. He's <laughs> kicked my laptop. He's <laughs> thrown my hat on the floor. He he has no respect for my things. He and, sat on her hat. Oh, and that's he, right. he stepped on her Switch in the okay. same Five minutes. minutes. I felt like it was a multitasking. He actually did both at the same time. But what I remember from that is he reacted then exactly how he is right now, which is, I so did that. I'm sorry. It's like he owns it. It's all good. I know. I just know myself. I'm I'm clumsy. I step on things. That's who I am. It would have been your kneecap if it broke. So so that's being sensitive, like, in an interpersonal situation. I think from a work standpoint, um, like, the, like let's say you made a video. You, like, you guys are actually working on the video series. Mm-hmm. Let's say you do it and you really like it, and then you send it up to the big guys. Nobody to cares. Have, no, even worse, they think it's terrible. They think that your script sucks, and they think that your video is poorly shot. Like, how would you feel? Would that... I don't know if I'd feel attacked. I might be like, wow, I thought this was pretty good, but I guess we got to fix it. You know, if the people who have been doing this a lot longer than us have a problem with our work, I think they would be honest about why it sucked. Mm -hmm. And then they would give us a chance to fix it before they just totally blew that idea out of the water. Do you agree, Alana? For myself or for Kelsey? Uh, For you, too. Let's say, because you guys are working on it together. Because I feel like just even me saying it made you be like, oh, that would suck. Well, I mean, of course I'd be like, I, I would feel like bad about it. I'm not going to be like, okay, great. I can't wait to do it all over again. <laughs> no, but like we've talked about this before. Like feedback is, is important. Feedback. Honest feedback. Yeah. I don't want to put out a crappy product. Yeah. So, you know, I, I will be like, okay, how can I make this better? Right. You know what More I mean? More star like, wipes. Yeah. And. <laughs> Which is a transition I know that's really terrible. Is. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's like saying more cowbell. Yeah. Um, so Kelsey, I want to give you props because that was a really good thumbnail example. If somebody is sensitive, and you weren't, you want you just said you wanted the product to be better. You trust that the people above you have been doing this longer, so that their feedback is going to be yeah. really valuable and yeah. good. So that's not. Don't take it as an attack. Take it as a, a lesson. So somebody who I would consider sensitive at work, separate from criers, that's different, just would be somebody who did the same thing and handed it off and it came back with lots of corrections and feedback and edit and the person was just devastated. Oh my God, I worked so, well, maybe not a hissy fit, but internally just like, I worked so hard on it, I thought it was so good. You could tell who those people were going to be in high school when they did a project or had Mm -hmm. to turn in an essay and they thought it was so good and it came back and it failed and they're like, and you know what, nowadays, the kids that do that have parents that will email or the call teachers. the teacher and yeah. be like, my kid, you know, worked so hard and blah, blah, blah. And my Okay, so one of my best friends is a Spanish teacher. And long story short, this happened and, mm. you know, it was a group project setting and, and the student was, you know, 
upset with the grade that they got so they went home told their parent the parent emailed my best friend who is this spanish teacher and she said well you know her this person's um the work that they submitted doesn't reflect what the story that you're you're saying you know that they spent so much time on it outside of um school and stuff like that and she was like well you know i can send you a picture of what they actually submitted yeah and she said the parent immediately was like because they don't well thank you so much for telling me and uh i can't wait to talk to my kid when he gets home the the parents are just listening to the kids about their complaints without actually going over the work or knowing anything about the situation before they try freaking out on the teacher whereas i feel like when we were in school if we had a problem with our work our teacher would have us come and sit down with them at a point throughout the day or after school for 15 minutes and they'd go over it with you oh i'd get schooled i would i would try to play i'd try to play games all day and my teachers would be like oh that's funny because that's not what your dad told me i'm like oh great so so to bring it to bring it back to the conversation i think the sensitivity thing is emerging for sure with with the with the newest entitled generation of of employees coming in well so i feel like entitled Entitlement kind of correlates with sensitivity because if you feel like you're entitled to mm. get a good reaction from everything you do, mm. and then you don't because mm. you're in the real world, yeah, they're gonna be sensitive and <laughs> upset about it. But that's because you gotta you got to have failures growing up when you're young, so you know how to get back on the horse, There's and you're not been. just like, oh, poor me. Mm. You know how many times I fell off my bike before I learned how to ride it? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. There's always room for improvement. Yeah, who is no Kelsey right now? I love it. I know, right? Well, but it's interesting what she's she's saying is exactly when I was saying in the last show, the difference between earned and deserved. Mm -hmm. Like You got to work for it. Exactly. You have to work Mm -hmm. for it. And I feel bad that a lot of kids' parents aren't pushing them to work for it. They are like, oh, my kid deserves a good grade because they're going to school. No, yeah. your kid needs to go to school, or like attention, a spot on the sports the team, work, or, or, or mm-hmm. part in the play. You know what I mean? Like that, I have that nothing, is becoming yeah, really, had, really common now. Nothing handed to me my whole life. My parents taught me to work for what you wanted, and if I'm working for it and I'm busting my ass and I'm still not getting it, maybe somebody will help. But that's not guaranteed ever. So you got to do the best you can. So this has been fascinating because we're not even close to done with this conversation. But it started with you saying, hand straight up, oh, I'm so sensitive. And now it's, no, you know what? That's not me at all. You have to burn your shit. I will take that feedback. I will incorporate it and do better. Because I am sensitive, but I don't let it ruin my... You don't let it affect your work performance. I That's can't. the difference. Okay. So there are lots of people, though, who can. So now let's flip it on its head. Since we've established that nobody here is a sensitive coworker, but you work with a sensitive coworker. So um, here, we'll go in the future. So you're going to have a social media, because this whole thing is going to explode. You're going to have a social media coordinator someday. And you're going to remember how we talked about how you would know when you can trust them to mm-hmm. put out posts on their own. Mm-hmm. So let's say your social media coordinator, you edit and change every single post they put together. Yeah. And uh, they start to get really <laughs> upset. Yeah. Because it's never good enough. Alana changes it every time. Well, how do you deal with that? Well, you're gonna get your your freedom on that regard. You're gonna get it a little bit reeled back in until I can trust revoked. you. Revoked. I was gonna say revoked, but then it sounded but, I mean, too dramatic. At that point, Alana <laughs> would try to sit down and figure out where the problem is. I'm yeah, sure. I'm is not, it grammar? Yeah, is I, it is it typos? I was I would definitely try and nip it in the bud as soon as possible. I'm not gonna spend no, because I'm not gonna spend my time do, fixing Editing. your job. Yeah, like, coming, that's too much. Coming from like the other point of view too, I could see that as like uh, 
it, it, I, I would be frustrated if that person didn't sit down with me and say, "This is what we need to work on." Yeah. Because I'd be like, "Do it yourself, then." Yeah. If you're, if, if you're really that yeah. well, high and mighty, do it yourself. This is <laughs> wow. You would get fired. I know. And, um, <laughs> Alana's not going to be that kind of boss. So no worries. No, that's what I'm saying. I God, mean, Tony. You're put in no, a bad situation. Throws me off sometimes. But he, that perspective is exactly why feedback is so important. He, his point is actually spot on. It's a good if all point. she's going to do is change it and fix it and change it and fix it. And the other person's like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. I don't even know how I'm supposed to do this. Why don't you just do it for me? It's mm-hmm. very frustrating if you're not given. Oh, yeah, but... That's when you got to make that connection. Can you please show me where I'm going wrong? Yeah. They're not going to take that initiative. Exactly. You got to try to. And yeah. then if there's still no no learning, yeah, happening, progress. then maybe you just have an idiot boss, but <laughs> or an idiot social media coordinator who can't learn. Either th- way, yeah. And I think the reason why sensitivity becomes an issue is because when you're working with somebody who gets so upset <laughs> at the slightest piece of feedback, then I mean, especially if you're nice people like you all are you don't even want to give them bad news exactly <laughs> then you ruin you their day exi- oh my god then you then you do the worst thing of all which is what tony was describing you quit giving them feedback altogether because you're like you don't want to make it a big thing i'm going to say it as nicely as possible i don't want to upset you for the whole week <laughs> so it's it's challenging mm-hmm. it's really challenging i think we should go back to spanking out kids <laughs> a little bit no not beating or anything but <laughs> that's where it all starts we, we don't need any sissies <laughs> Actually, I have a really good um, story on similar to the Spanish teacher situation where the parent, uh, as soon as they saw the photo of the work, they immediately mm-hmm. backed off. Yep. When my daughter was in the eighth grade, she was uh, getting into a yelling match fight with a local boy who they were friends with. He lived in our cul-de-sac and they <laughs> ran around together and they were having some big drama about something. And she was upstairs in a room and I could hear her yelling and he was on the grass yelling up into her window and uh, she comes downstairs and tells me you know they had some fight but he called her a really bad name and he called her the C oh I had a C next Tuesday so eighth grade that's pretty young I mean I knew the word eighth grade but I wouldn't call somebody that I still don't call somebody that no that's nasty yeah that's that's a hard word that's bad so luckily she had filled me in on what all of the drama was because ten minutes later his dad came knocking at my door to express his displeasure because his son just ran home and told him that my daughter called him, uh, I think he said he, she called him a, a dick or something. Oh, wow. And I'm like, really? Well, your son called my daughter a see you next Tuesday. And he's like, a what? And so I, I do my big air drawing, see you next Tuesday. And he's like... I apologize for disturbing you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> walked off my porch so fast. Gotta have all the facts. I wish I was a fly on the wall at their mm-hmm. house when he walked in to talk to his son. Yeah. Uh, Raise your children. <laughs> right. Respect. Mm-hmm. Be anyway. nice to people and animals and <laughs> plants. Hey, kids okay? are a privilege, not a right. Yeah. No we got too many people Golly, that are reproducing that, right? that shouldn't be. So let's take that last topic (laughs) with uh, people who are super sensitive and uh, tackle one other type of um, personality issue at work, and that is when a boss is too passive. I actually read once that, well, first of all, let me back up. We all avoid conflict. We've talked about this before. It's like the most uncomfortable thing in the world. But I've actually read like really senior level people avoiding conflict is like the number one 
reason for uh, productivity gaps in the country because it's just so common. So um, what do you? So the the word this also came from a listener. How do you deal with a boss who's too passive? Uh, refuses to get things done, address conflict issues, resolve things, managerial courage, all that stuff we talk Ron. about. Find a new job, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's tricky. So you don't think there's anything you can do to help? I mean, maybe depending on your <laughs> position at the company, just, let their higher up know that they're not doing a very good job and just say that, you know, some attention should be pointed out to the statistics of the work here, but... Oh. What else are you going to do? If data. it's your oh, boss, <laughs> you can't do anything about it. I mean, oh, I um, disagree. Try to go talk to that person. Be like, hey, look, you're sucking. They're probably going to can you because they're your boss and they can. So you could go. There's actually a great solution, but I'm going to sit on it until I hear from Tony. You could be personable with them. I mean, you could sit them down and be like, hey, man. It looks like things aren't getting done. I mean, maybe try to take it out of a business perspective. See why things aren't getting done. Sit them down and go, hey, what's going on with your life? Are you life? getting divorced? Are you all yeah, right, Yeah, like, is, is everything okay? Like, Is your wife leaving? Exactly. Like, <laughs> did your dog die? Like, is uh, something, anything. I mean, all sorts of things can cause people to not be productive and not do anything about things. So, Okay, well, I, can, right. I can really appreciate that sentiment, but let me tell you, please don't ever, ever do that. Really, really <laughs> presumptuous. That's true. For her, It's like going to your boss and asking who pissed in your yeah. Cheerios. <laughs> yeah, and ask but, your boss what's yeah. going on. So that's, that's not what I would recommend. What I would recommend, because I do think you have a couple of avenues um, to address this. So the first one is <clears throat> have a specific example where the boss's lack of involvement or passivity um, is creating a bigger issue. So so yeah. let's let's make up one here. Um, somebody is constantly late for recording, throws havoc on the schedule. The person's been notified. The boss has been notified. The behavior never changes, and it's you know creating problems. So. I would suggest what you do is, it's almost like building a little mini business case, okay? So boss, here's the deal, okay? For the last eight shows this month, uh, John Doe has been late six of them, and as a result, we got backed up and ran into some recording issues. We need to get this fixed because it's my responsibility to keep the trains running on time, and this person's lack of punctuality is really creating an issue. Can you please address it for me? So you wanna lay out the problem, and then you want to suggest very professionally the action that the boss can take to help the situation get resolved. You're basically telling them what you said, which is step up and do it, but you're doing it in a way that's not personalized, that's grounded in the implications and the actual, you know, the consequences that it's creating within the work environment. Doesn't that feel doable? Yeah, I'd say that, I mean... <laughs> Seriously, it's hard to like, do something like that without feeling like you're like yeah, tattling or complaining. That's true. It's almost hard to sound like you don't want to be the snitch, you know? Yeah. Like Okay. Don't be late to work. Ooh. Let's unpack the whole don't be a snitch thing for a sec. I need yeah. I need bossy skirt. Yeah. To, I, um, to unpack that. I don't I I think a snitch is when that same person has been late over and over and over again and nobody's ever talked about it. And then you go to the boss. Hmm. That feels uh, like snitch-like behavior to me. If the person in my example had been advised and they're still late and they're well aware of the impacts that it's making on the schedule and they're still not changing their behavior, you're not going to act bossy and mm -hmm. tell them or address it with them. That would be moving out of your lane, as they say. 
So that's your only recourse. So if it's already been discussed, then I don't think it's snitching, mm -hmm. it's escalating. Mm -hmm. That's the word we use in the business world. You've tried to fix a problem, everybody's aware of the problem, the problem still exists, so you're going to escalate the potential resolution. Hmm. Snitching is, I think, somebody's doing something and you go and tell on them. It's like yeah. the intent behind it more. Yeah, than like... and if it's been, like I said, if it's out in the open and been discussed, if everybody's mm -hmm. aware of the problem and, like I said, the, the problem's been addressed, but it's perpetuating. Ongoing. Yeah. So how do you start addressing a problem without sounding like a snitch? <clears throat> What's your problem? No, I just, don't have one. I'm just wondering yeah, because like that, that whole don't be a snitch thing that's always perplexed me. Yeah. I think that um, the easiest way to separate it in my head, uh, the way I um, did things or do things, is when things are just about people and there's no negative uh, implication on the business, then that's just gossipy bullshit mm -hmm. so there's I'm gonna let people live and let live and mm -hmm. you know whatever mm -hmm. but if it's behavior that's negatively impacting the business like my example mm -hmm. then it's actually your responsibility mm -hmm. to address the situation and you not addressing it makes you complicit makes you lazy makes you reckless makes you unprofessional makes you an accessory argu <laughs> <laughs> arguably unethical <laughs> like your everybody at work is getting paid to do a job mm -hmm. you are not getting paid to cover somebody's ass mm -hmm. So that's, I guess, the way I've always looked at it in my head is you have a responsibility to the people who pay your paycheck to make sure that everything's being run accordingly. And if there are issues, it needs to be addressed. It's mm -hmm. not personal. It's not show friends. It's show business. Um, and that's what I would say if somebody accused me of snitching. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't tell on you. You're late every fucking day. Everybody knows it. <laughs> yeah. You're wreaking mm -hmm. havoc with the schedule. It's been discussed with you. Mm -hmm. I needed to escalate the issue because it's my responsibility to keep the shows running on time. Sorry, dude. <laughs> you don't want me to tell on you? Show up on time. <laughs> <laughs> I like yeah, it. but we don't like conflict here. So <laughs> Nobody does. Hence the whole problem of dealing with a passive boss. Yeah. yeah. So that was my first. So my first example is just what I'm going to call, you know, logistical operational de details. Um, passive bosses can make that difficult just for the quality of work um, to happen well. But then there are more serious issues, like, um, well, like none of you guys would ever in a million years stand for this because you're millennials and nobody is ever going to be allowed to sexually harass you guys. <laughs> I don't put up with it. I know, but so let's say something happens and you report it to your passive boss, and they don't and your do anything. Passive boss doesn't do anything. I'd go to the harasser's I, boss, uh, and if it was my boss and my boss didn't do anything, I'd go to my boss's boss because I don't put up with it. Yeah, I know. I have no doubt That's about that me. whatsoever. I know you guys are. Um, but so um, there are some, I, what I was going to say was I think that there are some situations that are so serious that if the boss is passive, you have to find a resolution someplace else, whether that's through HR or through legal channels or the boss's boss, like you said, Kelsey, but there are some times when, because then if you are aware of something going on that's illegal or immoral and you don't report it. Run. Yeah. So. Then you're an accessory. <laughs> I, I still don't think you're an accessory. <laughs> so cute. That's the second time she's used that accessory. word. You're an accessory. I am You're not, aiding and abetting. I am not mm. a bangle bracelet. <laughs> no. Cute, Jenny. Cute. I know. Gaucho <laughs> pants. Or whatever those are. What? Those are <laughs> the bangle bracelets and the pants. 
Oh, you know what I'm don't forget, about? Then don't forget the crocheted vest. That completes that look. <laughs> and the jelly sandals. Do you remember the Jellies. gaucho pants? I do. <laughs> we have completely we lost it. And I, and I, turned this episode And around. I do want to wrap this in a bow because I think that young professionals are facing this more often than not because, like we said, everybody avoids conflict. And mm. so I think a lot of people probably are in the boat of having a passive boss. Mm. Um, so... I just want to recap really quick and make sure you guys feel like it's actionable, but be able to describe the situation specifically in the form of the work, product, whatever it is that's suffering because of the problem. That's number one, right? You want to be able to accurately explain it, depersonalize it. Here's the consequence of whatever's going on. Number two, here are the causes, right? And that could be a person or it could be an operational improvement. Or it could be an investment in money that needs to get made. But identify whatever thing it is that the passive boss is not addressing that's creating the issue. And then number three, if it's serious enough, you need to escalate that through other channels, um, either your boss's boss, legal or HR, if you're not getting the resolution you need. But nobody should have to suffer through a passive boss. All right, and plus, besides that, it's going to make you a better boss as you become one. Woo-woo! Right. Well, thanks, everybody. That was weird. Tony. <laughs> Did we just do that twice? I just I skipped. <laughs> it, it gave us time to say, uh, check us out at newradiomedia.com, exactly like it sounds. Send us your issues at bossyskirt.com. And everybody, have a fantastic week. Bye. Alana, Bye. we're going to miss you.